Maxwell's Metamorphoses, Chapter 4, September 7th, 1994. On the evening of Labor Day, Grace insisted on taking me clothes shopping. The ordeal was painful and degrading. I knew that I needed new clothes, but dreaded it. The current fashions for young adults are grotesque. Why not just buy old ripped jeans at garage sales? Truth be told, I loathe this body, but all the more reason for finding clothes to conceal it, slacks to hide the toothpick legs, turtlenecks to cover if not fill out the bony torso. I survived this decades ago, but instead of being sustained by the memories or knowledge, these only make this experience ten times worse. The ultimate emotion. I had thought these horrible experiences were over and done, but now I'm forced to relive them with another generation. A generation not my own, one I do not understand nor wish to understand. Quickly, I selected the articles of clothing. Grace followed close behind, for I needed her for a ride. I noticed people watching us, thinking we were mother and son, no doubt. Not being a true adolescent, this embarrassed me no end. A couple pairs of slacks, a few long-sleeved button-down shirts, two turtleneck sweaters, and a pair of cheap but properly sized loafers. I have a belt or two that still fit if I put them on the tightest notch. To my chagrin, Grace insisted I would put on the clothes and wear them in front of her. At in the dressing rooms, as though I were a runway model. But I realized they might not fit properly, so I acquiesced. Sure enough, I had to find different sizes, the smallest available that weren't in children's wear. Ugh. I thanked the elderly lady in charge of the dressing area as I returned the key and told her what clothes I'd be taking to checkout. As I did so, she smiled over me at Grace. What a fine boy you have. So polite and smart. Great taste in clothes, too. I wish my grandsons were like him. Seeing Grace's confusion, I tugged at her arm. Come on, mother. It's about time for supper, and Dad will get worried if we aren't home soon. Seething, yet concealing it, I put my purchases in the back seat as Grace requested rather than have her go to the trouble of opening the trunk. Before she could start the engine, a young woman came running up. Grace! Jenny! Hi! How you doing? Is that one of your nephews with you? Grace gave me a sidelong look. No, Kurt will only be in town for a couple weeks. He needed some new clothes, so I took him shopping. His parents were unavailable. She spoke the truth. Dead is about as unavailable as you can get. They gabbed for several minutes. I sat silent, loathing being there. Then Grace excused herself and drove off. I'm sorry, she said. Why? I know you're angry. Did I say I was angry? Just sorry is all. Quit apologizing for crying out loud. My voice cracked near the end. Filled with rage, I was powerless to fully express. I sat still, scowling. Those clothes you picked out, they look really nice on you. Ha! Be honest, Grace. You know. 
I know. It doesn't matter what I wear. I look like a Dickensian waif. <laughs> Must be difficult. Dickensian villain is more your style. What was that supposed to mean? You know, it's really surprising, she asked. I shook my head no. How much better you behaved you are as a teenager than an adult. I hate how I look, how I sound. I hate my own voice. That explains a lot. You make good company now. I heaved a sigh and rested my chin in my hands on my knees. Cheer up, Kurt. Pretty soon you'll be trading those in for your suit and tie. The clothes do look really nice. Would you let me have them for my sister's youngest when you don't need them? He's about your age, size, I mean. I nodded. Sure, do you really think so, Grace, that I'll be myself again soon? She turned to smile at me. Of course, this is just a temporary punishment. Isn't that what the note said? Once you learn your lesson, it will end. If only I could share her optimism. School started again. The numbness has worn off like Novocaine after a tooth extraction. The tooth remains missing, and one must deal with the overwhelming pain and struggle to live normally with a possibility of gum infection. I fumble through my new life in my new persona. The small, painfully shy kid. The kind everyone ignores unless they need a laugh. I keep my head ducked down as I scurry through the halls, avoiding eye contact. Yes, I know my behaviors are counterproductive in avoiding bullies. The overwhelming shame I feel at what I have become stops me from presenting another attitude. I barely talk at all and only in a subdued voice, just a little above a whisper. This keeps my voice from cracking. Grace has gone out of her way to see me every day around lunchtime. I have grown to dread this and will skip lunch to hide in the library from now on. Horrible as any human interactions are, I find those with her to be worst. Perhaps because while everyone else sees a puny, scruffy freshman, Grace knows the truth. She can fully enjoy my humiliation in a way no one else can. I am taking pains to shun her. Why is Grace pretending to be friendly? Demanding, how are you doing today, Kurt? This nightmare I find myself in must amuse her no end.